This is the Culture Matters Podcast. Hello, Culture Matters Podcast. Before I introduce you to our guest, who you'll know well, here's a quote just for this episode. To become truly great, one has to stand with people, not above them. Baron de Montesquieu. I got Tony Capullo, founder of South Fork. South Fork. Did I say pork? Oh, my gosh. South Fork. South Fork. Ventures. South That's, Pork Ventures. Wow. South wow. Pork is, a, is our barber is our barbecue restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so always great to have you back. If the audience doesn't know who you are, maybe they're a first timer, maybe they need to look through the show. We've had some exciting conversations over the years. I challenged the, our audience to look through and, and, and see some of those. Take a look. Uh, first, I want your thoughts of that quote because I picked it just for you. Uh, to become truly great, one has to stand with people, not above them. What, what, what does that bring out? What do you think about that? Uh, what I think about it, I think that it's, first of all, you say stand with them, is I think everybody's on an equal level, right? I mean, you're not really above anybody, right? And uh, But I also think it reflects... The you know people say you're the sum total of the five people you're the closest with something like that and I, and I do believe that because um I I just you know you talk about being above people I just never I've never felt that way and and I don't like people who think they're above other people but I like it because it basically puts everybody on on an even level you have rich relationships with unbelievable people um, that you've taught, they've looked, you've learned from, you've brought them up in the past. Who are some of those that come to mind that you think resonate with this idea, right? To be with the people, well, not above them. Yeah. Um, the first person that comes to mind is uh, Jerry Acuff. And for those who don't know, Jerry Acuff's the top salesperson in the world for the last 10 years. When you talk to Jerry Acuff, he, what he'll say is, you know, uh, uh, he's just a guy from Memphis, you know, but he's not. Yeah. But he treats, but, right? Yeah, he gives out his cell number to everybody and he'll help anybody, right? I mean, I've never met a guy who's so successful that just is, can talk, he's he's an everyman, right? Um, I, I think about him. I think about, um, I tell you, Brad Lee comes to mind, uh, you know, you know, I saw Brad. God bless weeks, God, I, I, you know, I saw Brad a couple weeks ago, as you know, and um, he's just so likable. You know, he's just nice and easy to talk to. And, uh, yeah, I've known Brad ten years now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The day the day I met him, he said to me, he didn't know who I was. I came fool from Fort Lauderdale to Vegas, and he gave me all this stuff. He said, here, this stuff from Lightspeed VT. and said, here, you can use all the wording and stuff. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. He goes, oh, and calling in Vegas for it. I said, I'm here for two days. He goes, do you want the key to my vodka locker? <laughs> and I was with five other people, and they were like, no, I don't want to do that. I wouldn't have done it. But, but the fact that he was, he's a real guy. 
And I've also met people who aren't real people. They think they're above you. Wow. And I won't mention those names, but some people think that they're like that. What would you say that some of the qualities that make someone a, a strong expert in their field? Because you've built relationships with, consulted for, and with, and collaborated with the Jerry's, the Brad's, the unbelievable people. Um, some of the qualities of expertise that our audience should be, you know, thinking about, reflecting on. Yeah. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is the ability to communicate what you know to someone who doesn't know, right? If you could, you can communicate. I think that's the thing. If you can, you communicate. Um, I think Brad has a gift for that. I think Jerry has a gift for that. Um, I think Steve, I think of Steve Rosenberg, um, you know, Houston, Texas, uh, on, he had, he, he has a way of explaining this, you know, he's a pilot, you know that, right? He's a pilot for you. And, and he, he explained something to me one time and I thought it was brilliant. And it was about, he related being a pilot and the systems they use to running a business. And I, he said it one time, I never forgot it, but I hear him say it all the time at his events. But every time he says it, nobody ever forgets it. And it's, it's a beautiful way of uh, communicating how you have a system in your business. But he's an expert in it, and it comes across that way. Why do you think people are drawn to events, gatherings, physically being with one another? Well, you know, I think with COVID, everybody was stuck inside, right? Now people want to get out, right? They want to interact with other people. Um, um, the interaction people, right? And, and also establishing community. Um, some, you know, some of the events, like the ones that Rosenberg did and the one Jerry did, uh, Jerry's did his online, but you establish community because you're with like-minded people, right? Like attracts like. And you and I always talk about connecting the dots, which is a way of building upon relationships. It's a great way to build relationships is to be around other people. When you meet other people in a place, you, you connect, right? You establish rapport. And, and I think that's just huge right now. I mean, everybody was stuck inside for a year. What do you say to those that are skeptical? Because, well, frankly, a lot of people are in that rush to come back into physical proximity, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say, yeah, the pandemic, uh, now we're rushing to see each other again. It's an oversaturation of, you know, oh, I can't be in multiple places at the same time. I've got to choose one. What do you say to those that are skeptical about uh, either speaking again or participating in uh, a, a physical event? Like, there's too much, you know, there's too many people doing it. There's oh, that there's too many, there's too many events. Yeah. So much going on again. Right. We're, we're, it's like, yeah, yeah, there is as a diminishing return. Are they yeah. missing it or are they onto something? Or like, what are your thoughts? Well, I do think there's, I do think that there's a lot more than what we saw in the past. Uh, but I also think you have to pick and choose which ones you go to. Right. You know, you go back to what we just said about who are the experts, right? Mm. They're, they're the people who can communicate 
and add value. Uh, and, and you and I have had this conversation before, but I always ask people like, what if, if someone comes to your event or someone comes to your, whether it's online or live, it doesn't matter, but what do they have when they're done that they didn't have when they walked in? I mean, are they buying time? What, what are they buying? I mean, is it just time? Is it, is it information or is it transformation? Mm. Because the best ones will transform you. The decent ones will give you information, right? I mean, some of the stuff you can get on YouTube from other people, right? Yeah. Like um, uh, there was a guy in uh, in Vegas and he was a, a fitness trainer and he came up with all this crazy fitness stuff. But I had seen it before at other places. And, and not to, and I'm not saying it wasn't good. It was good. But so I asked him the question, why would somebody pay for it when they can go on YouTube and get it for free? And he couldn't, he couldn't tell me. Wow. And he got, yeah, he got upset. He was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm, I'm asking you, like, why would somebody pay you when they could watch it for free and get the same knowledge? It's just information. Mm. The transformation comes from other things. I'll give an example of that. Um, I think that the best, the best ones are where, you know, a lot of times you go to an event or you sit in an event, you listen to something and you hear it, you leave, and then you have to go implement it. I think the best ones are where the room works itself. I mean, you're actually working when you're there, right? I was watching, uh, I watched some of the speakers uh, last year at some of those events. Kevin Elko, who I think is absolutely phenomenal, right? I mean, phenomenal. And I had a really interesting conversation with him the other day. And he said to me, you know, and he was talking about his background. Mm. Growing up as a kid. And then he said, so relative to that, my job is easy. And I said to him, hold it. I have a question. You say your job's easy, but you go into a sports team, whether it's NFL or college, whatever it is, or Wells Fargo or whatever it is, and the expectation is you're going to turn it around. Hmm. How is that easy? Because if it doesn't happen, do you feel like they're going to blame you? He said, no. But in his, you know, guys got 34 rings. And it's, I mean, that is just unheard of. You're lucky if you get one in your lifetime. He's <laughs> got 34, right? And and by the time he's done, he probably will have 50 or 60, right? I mean, he just gets them every year. So, wow. But 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 the perception, but his way of communicating, and go back to that, right? So what now? What, right? I mean, I heard that before I even knew him. I heard him wow. talking about, it, like, you know, okay, so something bad happened to you. So what? Now, what do you do, right? But when he explains it in his terms, it's it's the way he communicates it. You think he's right, right? You know, don't don't ask for blessings, be a blessing, right? Those kind of things, right? So his his style. This is I, I just and I'll shut up in a minute. I have, I have a friend. I I have a friend in in Vegas, and she asked me one time. She says, "Do you have anything inspirational for me?" You know, I'm like, I have a video of Kevin Elko talking about how to raise your standards. She had no idea who he was, so I sent it to her. 
Five minutes goes by, and she sent me a, a text that said, his accent is kind of annoying. Okay, whatever, right? An hour later, she said, I can't stop watching this. And she has watched it probably 10 times. She's like, send me more Elko. She's like, it just is inspiring. And it, it, she goes, and what he says, I've applied in my life, right? So it's transformational. I thank him. Every time I talk to him, I thank him. Because without him, I don't know some of the good things that have happened to me would have happened. Because it, it, it affected how I behave. Even as someone that performs with. With him, you mean? Yeah. The, the, the people of this. So, meaning, I guess, like, it makes me think of the person that's maybe hesitant to put themselves in a room of people that appear to, you know, could be a bit overwhelming or un, uh, intimidating. I, I, you know, I, I felt that. This is this is the greatest thing about having a conversation with him. You'll be having a conversation with him, and he'll say, out of the blue, I was in Michigan, and I was having a conversation with – this actually happened. This was an actual conversation the other day. I was having a conversation with so-and-so, and this is what so-and-so is. And there's always something – really meaningful in the conversation. Like he just comes up with it and like he shares stories and it's not intimidating. It's, and I'll like grab a notepad and start writing all the stuff down because it's so right. And it's not him trying to teach you. It's just him talking to you. Mm. Right. So if you call him on the phone and just say, Hey, how's your day? Some there's going to be some tidbit of transformation in that conversation, just the way it goes. And and I told him, I said, you know, you have a gift. He's like, well, I don't know if I have a gift. So what he says is easy. It's just a gift. You know, he does a lot of research, right? Everything's research based. So, you know, he'll talk about Amy Cuddy of Harvard and all this other stuff. But, but in the end, he's got really good instincts for people. You know what I think one of one of your gifts, even just in this conversation, the you're like a Swiss Army knife of people of of value. So exactly, let's say they all get you. Well, thank you. Uh, let Pretty me finish true. complimenting you before you come. Yeah. Um, so let's say they all get to get like Kevin's touched your life. Kevin's touched this person's life. Brad's touched this person's life. Jerry's touched this person's life. No, no, but none of those people that have been touched by each of them may have ever even heard of the other. Right. And you're one of your gifts is that I just, the way you honor people that have helped you, I think them coming together, whether that was literal or hypothetical, each of them could touch exponentially more people in theory because of the gift that you have, which is being open to learn, taking those notes, thinking steps ahead, connecting the dots, honoring people. Like the way you talk about all these uh, individuals that have helped, you know, uh, that have been impactful to you. I think there's a lesson even in that. It's like, what a beautiful thing to just honor somebody that's, um, you know, when they're not around and, it's it's genuine because it, it nothing hurts more 
least for me, than someone that I've tried to help with everything I can that's never acknowledged me. And I'm just insecure. But the way that you you acknowledge people and affirm them um, is just, I think that's a gift, Tony. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I wanted, you asked me earlier about what makes, you were asking me what makes the best expert. Yeah. Right? They all, they all have some strong sense of ego, but are egomaniacs. Does that make sense? Mm, they know who they are. They all have a good sense of self-awareness. I think when you lose the sense of self-awareness, you kind of lose yourself a little bit. And then, and, and, and like all the people we just talked about, they all have a very good sense of who they are. Wow. Some people would say, well, they're arrogant. I don't think it's arrogant. I think it's just very, they're very, they're strong in their convictions. You know, I want to ask you this question. And, and see how you answer it, because I, I don't know that I did answer it. Someone asked me that, do you have beliefs or do you have opinions? And I said, I have beliefs. Right? It's a good question. It made me think. I was like, I have beliefs. Right? Deep, Deep question. Because my beliefs, my beliefs are my convictions. That's kind of how I looked at it, right? I believe you're you're very you're you're a great guy. I believe you're very effective. It's not my opinion. It's a belief. I believe that. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Uh, like right? the, it's a tough, it's a tough question. Yeah, well, it seems like if something has to be, just there, there. I think there could be an under an undertone of maybe guardedness or defensiveness in the labeling of. Something that's clearly both, right? Because life is very complicated. We don't know exactly what is fully true or not. Um, like freedom of speech is implicit that our opinions have worth to them. Right. We're free to speak. Right. So I just think that it's the same thing. I think, you know, it's like a linguistic confusion in a sense. I think it's both. Like our beliefs, there's, there's a level of subjectivity to it because there's us. And there's a level of objectivity and we don't exactly know, you know, how to verify them without each other in a sense. So my answer is it's both. I think I have both. I think I have things I believe in. And I think that um, with belief comes opinion. Right. But it's I a good question. Right? On that. It's a deep question. It, it's a very deep question. Elko asked me, of course. When I was a kid, wow. when I, was raised, I was raised Catholic. My mother was, my mother used to go to church like three times a week and, you know, and so she sent me to this Catholic group twice a week after school. One day she said to me, so as I got older, she said, well, what, what do you believe? I said, what do I believe? I believe they're going to tell me to get the hell out soon. I mean, <laughs> that's what I believe. I wasn't too far off, but, <laughs> but that's a belief. That wasn't an opinion. But anyway, I just raised that because Elko asked me that question. He's like, he was talking about the difference between them and asking, do you have beliefs or opinions? And I mean, you, I think everybody's both, but it made me think. Powerful. What right? is the, what is something 
that you want the audience to take away from this conversation? Well, I, I would say that to seek out transformation much more than information because information may be misapplied, right? You can take information and misapply it. Transformation is just that. It, it, it'll rock your world in a great way. So I would say seek out, seek out people, experts, who are good communicators, know their shit, and, and, we'll, and follow through, right? Because mm-hmm. transformation may not be instantaneous. Right, you send you send a person to a gym. They're not going to walk out self if they're not right. They don't walk in overweight. Come out self. It takes time, but you have to have the belief that it's going to happen. Not the well, that 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 just made me think of you know when you go to the gym and you see other people there, and you make yeah. those friendships, and you start having that implicit accountability. It makes me think of what happens at events, right? Information can be an individual thing. Transformation is a village. It's like, I'm putting myself in that yes. environment. I'm meeting new friends. It's, it's that experience of being there that helps transform. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I, I, I think I may have said this to you before. When I go into a gym I have a, and I wore this shirt out. I had to get another one. It says, I'm not here to talk because I didn't want people talking to me. And some people would say, well, that's not very friendly. And it wasn't that. It was, I had the belief that if I was immersed in what I was doing, so hyper-focused that nothing else around me was going on, that I would get a better result. And it works. It's, it's when you lose that kind of, focus and start, oh, I'm going to talk to this person, talk to that person, get on my phone. That for me, I'd go off the rails. I mean, this you walk out and go, oh, I didn't get a good one today, I'll get it tomorrow. There's no tomorrow. I'll do it today. Or as, which I love, Christian Con- Dr. Conte would say, tomorrow's over with. You know, thinking about tomorrow, the only thing you have is today. You have right now. That's what you can control. So if that's the case, I'm not thinking about my workout tomorrow. I'm thinking about what I am doing today. And everything, this conversation is about right now, right? Right this second. Not what I'm doing when I'm done. Mm. Right? Tony, thanks for coming back. Thank you for having me, Jay. I'm going to sing you happy birthday next Sunday, brother. I appreciate you. Love you, buddy. Love you, man.